Hello, hello, and welcome back to The Coco Show, hosted by myself, Colette Creighton, and my co-host, David Schwartz. This is a show where the banter at the top of the episode never ends, and neurodivergent or not, we are here to make you feel less alone about your human experience. We have no expectations, and neither should you. You are listening to another fine episode of... The Coco Show. Today, we have Molly back on the podcast, our first guest back that we have had thrice, and it is her first time in the actual studio. So in tandem, welcome and welcome back. As a refresher, her episodes are Venus in Scorpio and Woo Woo Babe. If you haven't already, please listen to those first and in, um, in that order, and then meet us back here. <clears throat> For those who followed those directions... Know Which was maybe, maybe one person. <laughs> know that this delightful little firecracker is a practicing astrologer and has chatted with us about everything from birth tar- charts to tarot readings. She brings so much knowledge to the Coco Show and we are grateful to have her here in our space. Anyways, um, expect us to float around a lot today, but the genus of the conversation is going to be about our Saturn returns. Uh, if you heard Matthew mention Saturn return in our past episode, suffering from the human condition and bunch of witches, and you still don't really understand what that means, that's cool because me either. Uh, <laughs> beyond knowing that it happens between your 28th and 30th year, I know nothing. Mm. Anyways, before mm. we get into the weeds, as always, ye fucking hoes and hyperfixation time. Hell yeah. Hell Yeah. Let's do it, brother. Well, my ye fucking ha is I was able to move my whole ass Mexico trip so I can make it to David's 10 year anniversary (laughs) of Orion Entertainment. (laughs) Yes, literally, probably, I would say that that's the most effort anyone has gone to to RSVP yes to this uh, fine affair. Uh, But Ricarius is coming from New York. Yeah, well, the, so I think, shout out yeah. to Ricarius. And I'm it so. the way the fit the fit I would have thrown if I found out <laughs> that Ricarius was at this party yeah. and I wasn't. I would have thrown myself onto the ground. Yeah, well, we wouldn't want that. No, so, so it's honestly for the best that I did this, and we're actually going to be staying in a nicer hotel. And our lovely sponsor, the Coco Show, I'm is going to be the bathrooms. The Coco Show Potties, P O D D Y S, will be uh, there for everyone to enjoy. And we thank you so much for sponsoring this party. We, we want to thank all of our sponsors uh, Core Party Rental, BBJ Tavala. Um, you know, there's more in the works. We live, laugh, love you. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, we are so excited to celebrate with everyone in Seattle. Um, and at the Coco Show Potties, there is going to be one of these beautiful microphones here set up uh, for you guys to come and uh, just uh, say, leave little messages and yeah. talk love about... Love notes to... Love notes to Orion. Yeah. Yes. Your your fave, your fave entertainment business in the greater Seattle area willing yes, to yes. travel. We've faster. turned 10. We're double digits, baby. It's so beautiful. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, circling back, my hyperfixation. Yes is has actually been two different content creators maddie mitchell 
And she's so fucking funny. She just makes lists on her iPhone and then recaps them in like green screen mode. And my two favorites are things that are none of my business and certified jump scares. She's just like a hoot. I love her deadpan persona. Nice. I actually want to make one of just like the dumb things that I say. I'll credit her. Obviously, I'm not a thief. But um, God bless you, Maddie Mitchell. You've made me giggle many a night when I should be asleep. And um, the other content creator I've been obsessed with is Derek Gerard, and he has this library show that he does on YouTube, and it's hysterical, and they have to whisper the whole time, and I love him, and he's hot, and I like his mullet, and he is such a queer baiter, and it's so funny. LOL. LOL. Okay. Anyway, check it out. Five stars to both of them. Like and subscribe. <laughs> David? Also, shout out to all the, like, what, 22 five-star ratings we have yeah. on Spotify. Thank you guys for doing that. We live, laugh, love you. I swear I didn't do it. I don't think I did one. Did you do one? No. I mean, it's okay if we did one. Like, Just, we listened to I didn't the write a review, but obviously I made myself five stars. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I'm gorgeous. Stars. I think I did yeah. too. I, I hope I did. If yeah. not, <laughs> I mean, if, if not, not, we will have 23. So. Yeah. You have the floor though. Ugh. Well, uh, ye fucking ha to Kevin fucking Carthy losing his job today. That was Eww. fucking hilarious. Um, Democrats are the only party, the only party that can actually govern. So let's just only vote Democrat. At least next year. Okay? Next year, after that, y'all do what you want to do. We'll see. It was funny, though. I do want to mention because for whatever reason, there was one TV at the gym playing CNN. And I was if if depending on what's on the TV, if it's a sports ball thing, I'll kind of pay attention a little bit because I love Dan. And if there's something fucking liberal leaning politically on, I'll pay attention because I love David. So I'm I'm watching an independent. Okay, I know. But I mean, like CNN or whatever, just say if it's not Fox News. Essentially, is what Facts. I'm saying. Um, I'll pay attention enough. They have none of them. And um, I was watching, and I was watching it flip back and forth, and then I saw the thing about McCarthy, and I text David immediately, and I go, how big is your political boner right now? And I was like, I didn't even know what she was talking about, but I knew <laughs> that if she knew it was a big deal, that it must have been a big deal, and I knew that this could be the only thing that was a big deal. But I didn't actually think they'd oust him. I thought they'd be, like, voting now or something. And the even crazier news is he's not going to run again, which I thought that motherfucker was just going to keep making people vote for him over and over and over again like they did last time. And he tweeted, like, bring it on or something. Yeah, he literally, the last thing he tweeted before he got kicked out of his fucking job was bring it on, and they smacked his ass down. It was pretty iconic so why is the the picture or i guess gif you could call it in my head um michael scott rolling up in his uh <laughs> convertible it's um, britney bitch also you fucking <laughs> hot that's the democrats I, i'm done with i i can't double there's so many crazy things happening in the news right now i mean it's absolutely bonkers like it's honestly pretty entertaining but, yeah, but you hit your news limit. Um, so yeah, for real. Uh, thank you. I agree. Uh, hyper fixated on search engine optimization S-E-O. right now. SEO. Oh, baby. Mm, oh yeah. uh, blogging. And uh, well, I just have ideas right now, but we're going to put them into action. He's so. blogging like a 2007 housewife. And I love it. I pray that I do. Yes, uh, it needs to be done. But my dear new uh, blogging team that we are working with is cranking out stuff, too. And so hopefully I have help is 
Blessings. Uh, yes. Blessings. All right. Molly. Molly. Yeah. Okay. Hyperfixation. Uh, working out. Like yeah. just movement. Yeah. Flowing. I'm trying to get there. Get back my momentum. Um, my, what is it? My Venus is in Aries and the North node is on top of that as well as Aries. So it's like kind of like a glow up a little bit. So I'm just going to like focus on that. Keep that. What's my, uh, what's my yeehaw? Being home, moving back to the, to the, uh, I should say the greater Seattle area. Welcome. Yeah. Back home. No longer on the Eastern side of the state. So we're pleased to have you back. Yeah. Very happy. I was going to say too, you mentioned your blogging. You have a Mercury return coming. So Mm. that's like when there's like lots of juices flowing. Also like very heady, very cerebral. Yeah. Lots of like mental downloads. And feeling very like, yes. You're feeling that applying energy of that. Yeah. It's going to. I also have more time. Yeah. There you go. So that I didn't have before. And it's like this week, I think I only have one event that I personally have to Mm. do. So it's like, we have a pretty busy weekend, but I have more time. That's good. And I'm not as exhausted. Take up that, take that space. <laughs> Short and sweet. But yeah, that's, yeah, hyper fixating on movement, keeping the flow, and then just like reveling and being back home. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, nice. I love that. You know, I think it's really important to move your body. And that is exactly what I'm going to say to you <laughs> because you guys know the drill and it's time for a little dancey dance break. Dance, so to dance, move dance, energy, you got to move your body. Move your body. Every, everybody. Move your body. Come on now, everybody. Move your body. <laughs> you are listening to a freaky deaky episode of The Coco Show. Y'all better be dancing in those cars. <laughs> I know in that's the, where you're listening. In or the shower. Doing the dishes. Where do you think is the weirdest Ignoring place somebody has ever listened to this podcast? A closet. <laughs> not for long. Yeah, not if you're listening to You'll this. You'll be running the fuck out of there. <laughs> You'll be like, like, hello, family. <laughs> hello, bisexual lighting. <laughs> the voice crack. Oh, welcome back. Let's get into it. <clears throat> All right, Molly. She's over here lighting some Hollywood. Mm, yes. Also known as Palo Santo. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not Hollywood. Very different. Not Hollywood. Holly is a very different mm. plant entirely. Yeah. Um, nope, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on a side quest about that random story. Anyway. <laughs> um, first question. Great self control, Coca. Thank you. She's learning. <laughs> Uh, what is your understanding of the concept of Saturn return? So the concept is that there is this celestial body, this wanderer that's coming back to the same place it was when you burst into the universe when you were born. And it creates uh, a little bit of constricting, uh, restrictive kind of a karmic energy. So it's uh, it's just something that happens every 29 years, 29.5 years uh, when the planet like Saturn completes its orbit around the sun and returns to the same place it was when you were born. So will we have two Saturn returns in our lives if yeah, we're lucky? You will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so 20, it could be early too. It could be like 28, but yeah, 29 to like 30. And then again, when you're like 54 and then even later, like in your 80s. There's also so, some other things other than a return because a return is a Saturn conjunct blending with your Saturn. So 
There's also a Saturn square, which is when they like square off and when they oppose, but we won't get into that right now. We'll just no stick algebra, to the return. <laughs> no algebra. Yeah. 90 degree angles, 180 degree angles. Yeah. That is a thing. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um, what is the ast- astrological like significance? Yeah. Uh, well, it's significant. Uh, it's like this karmic lesson. Okay. So the significance is, is like astrologically Saturn is the from the naked eye, we can see Saturn. It's like duller than the other planets. That's why it's kind of known to be this like duller, more like melancholic energy. So like in terms of our perspective, like we see when our, the ancients were like observing the stars, they were seeing Saturn as the limit, the furthest like out it goes. That's why it's seen as like the boundary before you get to the transpersonal planets, which you can't see without a telescope. So that's kind of like the like uh, application of how like us perceiving the stars and their cycles like how we kind of get these um symbolic correlations if that makes sense okay so the to yeah sum it up the the, ener- the energy of mm-hmm. saturn is kind of more like it's really chiller yeah it's like well it can be really like again it's a boundary right so it's when we are reassessing boundaries when we're reevaluating the things that are like limiting us and hindering us so we're like really meeting those things like head on finding out what we're 29 (laughs) yeah exactly yeah just like finding out like where we want to align ourselves like what authorities we want to align ourselves with what structures we want to align ourselves with and like yeah how how we want to stop better establish boundaries and when you're 29 it kind of you get like smacked in the face with these limitations and these like very serious saturnian um, matters getting married quitting your job you know becoming a parent you know that kind of you're like no no thanks me too me too coco <laughs> uh i mean all of this really resonates with me i feel like and i hope any young human listening to this knows that i feel like my life actually started like the day i turned 30 yeah so 30 is the end no no i feel like it started like no, i know of your saturn's return 30 is the marker day that says your saturn's return well, is it's like over. 29 and a half years mm-hmm. so okay. i guess it's up to but no discussion. i feel that that's so true for you uh, yeah yeah like, I feel like you I, were reborn in a sense yeah 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 there's i would agree your life has changed so much since then so much it's kind of insane <laughs> yeah, yeah. And i'm so much fucking happier yeah true well, you're saturn in aquarius so you had it like March 20th, 2020 was when Saturn moved into Aquarius. Okay. Which on a collective level, like was we know fucked. what was happening. Yeah. And it like turned every structure that we have into this very Aquarian thing, which is like very much like podcasty, very much being online. It's like, it's, it's a community thing, but like online, it's very like moving the collective in a progressive direction, like Saturn and Aquarius. So like containers that are like not progressive pr- enough, not pro- well, like we're wanting to move in that like direction, hopefully. <laughs> um, and you're, you're, you're in your Saturn return right now. Oh David. yeah. Yeah. I feel it. I'm being yeah. pulled. Well, and you yes. already have the container, the, the structure of Orion entertainment. Yeah. Just getting a little bit deeper. And it's like, so, and that's the thing too, with the whole 10 years, it's like, holy shit. Okay. 10 years, new website, like a lot of investment in the company right now. A lot of great, team like we're really pulling in some heavy hitters and um i'm super excited about the direction we're heading in like i'm so fucking stoked it's so crazy like as time just goes on like 10 years is a long time Mm -hmm. and like it's just crazy to me 
It'd be interesting to see the like chart or blueprint of um, when you launched Orion Entertainment, like what was Saturn in when that happened, mm. you know, can give you a little guidance in your that own business. Have been Same 10... with the Coco Show. Well, I feel like I actually came up with the idea I don't have a date for Orion on a public bus somewhere in Seattle. Yeah. I just remember riding the bus and thinking about, like, oh, it's going to be Orion Entertainment. How old were you again? 10 years? Uh, 19. Wow. 19, probably when I actually formed the company. I was actually, no, I was 19. The moment, I think it was on my 19th birthday. Early bloomer. Because I was I had to be 18 when I was in high school. Because I'm pretty sure I voted for the first time in high school. Mm-hmm. So I was 19 when I, the day after I turned uh, 19 was when I had the idea to become a DJ. And then I didn't become, or I didn't incorporate for another month. But yeah. it was right around then. So interesting. It was very fast. Yeah, that is really soon. Like 19s, that's a... Well, like, yeah, or from ideation to like, I'm getting a business license. It was very quick. Oh, wow. and I very much was like, all right, we're doing this and we're going to make it official. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> um, I love it. How do you interpret the symbolism of Saturn in relation to Saturn return? I mean, the symbol itself like looks like a little, it's like a T with like a, so I'm just thinking like literally like the symbol of it is like a little throne. It's almost like taking life serious. Like I think about somebody sitting on like a throne, sitting on like a place of establishment um, and just uh, really getting serious about life. You know, like I just think about that. I am getting married this year. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Magical. Yeah. It's just all about like discipline and responsibility and that hard work you have to put in once you like really enter adulthood. And yeah, I think we really start to feel it once you start to like break that threshold into 30, like you were saying. Right. So like it can be seen as an opportunity for like psychological growth. Oh, yeah. Healing. Yeah, definitely. Just like a really introspective. But is it a transformative period? Is that what you would say? Absolutely. And it's going to be different for everybody, right? Like depending on what house your Saturn is in personally, what sign it's in, um, how it's aspecting the other planets and dancing with the other planets in your chart. So it's all going to tell a story within your specific blueprint. But yeah, absolutely. It's very much like the serious business. They call, don't call him Sky Daddy Saturn for no reason. <laughs> uh, do you have, and it's okay if you totally don't, um, mm. do you know if there are any like practices or techniques that can be helpful in like facilitating yeah. that process? I think, yeah, I think it'd be really different for like my Saturn's in Capricorn, yours is in Aquarius, yours is in Pisces. So it's going to look differently for each of us, especially like how it shows up. I think like Coco, yours is in... It's going to be very different for everybody. But I would say like with Saturn, you they call it like doing your Saturn. Like you have to really evaluate like what are you not taking responsibility or accountability for in your life um, is a good question to ask yourself during your Saturn return. And, you know, what do you need to do there in order to, you know, really embody that like responsible, serious hardworking archetype, you know, and I think it's going to be different for everybody. Like for me, I really have to ground just knowing I'm a double Gemini. So knowing how my chart is like, I'm very fluttery. So like giving myself a grounding practice, making sure I'm like, again, like being really active and fit and just like moving so that I can feel grounded. Cause if I don't get that out, I mean, that's good for everybody, right? Like movement, like you tell your listeners, you know? Um, but yeah, gotta move the energy, gotta move the energy. But yeah, I think it's really different. I think for like, a Saturn in Pisces, like they would need kind of a spiritual practice, something that really like brings them or or like something that or they can have outlet to be of spiritual service to others. It's very interesting. You're always like operating in weddings, which is such a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. And like Constantly. Yeah. And then Coco, yeah. like Venus or sorry, not Venus, uh Saturn in um 
Aquarius is so much like it's such a podcaster like placement like something that needs to like communicate something that keeps you like very much like cerebral something that'll calm your nervous system too because like you could be prone to have like a really active nervous system with that Saturn in Aquarius and being a Gemini moon like myself like we're both Gemini moons um and then my Saturn and cap yeah I just need like a lot of structure and security and the way I I do that I suppose is you know just making sure I'm taking care of my actual physical body um in relation to that also do you feel like saturn return can like relate to issues of self-identity and self-esteem even yeah especially if you have like a saturn in aries like because mm-hmm. that's so much about the self aries is and you're the courage that you um have to embody like saturn you know i'm saying like your saturn aquarius your saturn in pisces like we all have these different placements um and way saturn like kind of is dressed or shows up but um yeah, I, I yeah, it's definitely about that like self-evaluating and just like really looking looking over what you're not maybe not doing, like the work you're not doing essentially. Did I answer that question? Kind of. Is yeah, there, go back. Is there <laughs> like a role like the occult like like general blanket statement speaking mm-hmm. um that can like play in like navigating these issues? Oh, like just oh my gosh visualizing a protective boundary around you Mm, is like such yeah we've talked about this before but just being and it's different for everybody whether it's like a bubble or whether you're building like a like just the visualization of like a structure around you whether it has like doors or windows whether those windows are open like that visualization practice before you go out into the world um very positive psychological benefits absolutely like placebo works like we know that and so um, there's science and just like really practicing. I think we talked a little bit protection. about like putting protection on your house as well, like envisioning mm. a shield on your front door yeah. and like it looks like whatever you want it to. But yeah. that, you know, like entering that space and kind of seeing that color and how it makes you feel when you think of it too. It's so beautiful asking yeah. people to what their boundary, like what it looks like. Cause we all have these edges that are further out than our physical body. And Saturn is about structures, right? Your physical body, the structure of your home, the structure of your business. Like what does that container look like? And how can you cast like protection around these structures that mean a lot to you? Um, yeah. I'd be curious to know like, you know, what your guys' psychic protection practice looks like. I have a a shield on the front door. She glows blue and it's got a Star of David on it. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love it. It It was like a a shield. Yeah. That's what it means. Absolutely. Am I wrong on that? The shield of David. That's what Magen David actually translates to literally. You're much more Um, Jewish than I, my love. Um, mine looks like a legitimate bubble. Like, mm. yeah. think envi- David. envision. <laughs> I love it. SpongeBob, like that, like <laughs> Aurora Borealis-y. Like, like opaque, opaque, mm. like op- it's yeah, trans like the it's translucent, it's sheer, but it's like pinkish, mm-hmm. like baby purpley ish. It's all like like Glinda the Good Witch bubble, very yeah. that. Very yeah. that. Yeah. I'm taking that from Jessica Lignato, who's an astrologer. She tells people to like imagine the bubble and like, yeah. Around. It does help. When I remember to do it, it does That's help. That's a trick, man. We should just text each other and be like, hey, have you uh, put any protective spells on yourself today? Hey, have you uh, thought about your bubble today? Uh, I think about <laughs> your bubble. <laughs> you thought about your bubble. It's a thing that's easy to forget. I did some yoga before and I was doing some like visualization. Oh, I dude. I, that's what I said I was going to do this week. Some fucking yoga. You know what I haven't done this week? Some fucking yoga. Yeah, I, also, I need to do some yoga. I need to do some stretches. Um, Stretch it out, Queen. Everyone go do yoga. Everyone go do yoga. <laughs> Very good for you. And David, stop 
Okay, he's done. He's done. <laughs> I Sorry. brought snacks for Sorry the sweeties. <laughs> about the crinkling. You guys will be okay. Just a s- little squinkle of ASMR that you didn't ask for. What is Costco, this? baby. Yeah. Costco. Raspberry lemonade, eh? Not sponsored. Should be sponsored. Pure Costco. organic. <laughs> Add it to the fucking list. Pure organic. Please sponsor us. Oh, Thank you so much. Yeah. Um. Okay, getting back on track. How can a person prepare themselves mentally and emotionally for their Saturn return? Yeah, that's a good question. I think you could ask that about any astrological transit, right? Like, how do you prepare? And, like, do you want to know ahead of time? Some people don't want to know about transits ahead of time. Like, do you, I'll answer that question. But do you guys like knowing what the astrological weather is ahead of I time? I think I have so little control over most things exactly. in the universe that I try not to even yeah. put any thought towards it. Yeah. It's so, like... Yeah. It'll happen. Yeah. So there's that. Like, along for the ride. You can know that you're going to have these, like, you know, restrictive kind of hindering aspects, which can help knowing, like, that it's going to be rainy that day or it's going to, you know, what? If the universe wanted to, it would. If you, if you wanted to, we would. Hey, sometimes people are in the middle of a Saturn return and they can't because they're on the floor. No, I'm dealing. saying if the universe wanted to, oh, oh, it yeah, would. Yeah, that's totally. our like. If if they wanted to, they would. Yeah, that's, that's what, our like. That's what we've been mantra. saying to each other. Yeah. Like, and so I'm just I'm just yeah. putting that one out there. Yeah. It's I think like that you're tracks. you're exactly where you need to be essentially. Yeah. So yeah. like, no need to force it. But yeah, like knowing that you're gonna be going through some like really tough transits, specifically this one, Saturn return is a big one that everybody knows about. Um, there's absolutely ways like if again like if you're what are you not taking responsibility of so if you can ask yourself and like really write some things down and evaluate what it is you're ignoring an astrologer can help you look at your saturn and say like show you what house it's in show you so that would be an actual tangible way to be like how can i move through this better and how is this going to impact me but i mean there's always going to be the chaos of a full moon that you can't really prepare yourself for, you know? Um, and it also depends on, I, I think, think I love chart. the different energies of different, like just times, like <laughs> as such a vague thing to say, but like just the energy that you get at Halloween or like, you know, even in a non-astrological sense, it's like different times of the year. Things are shifting. Like I would say my perception of most of this stuff is probably more seasonal than anything else. Astrology but is, it is all seasons. based on the it's seasons. All the seasons. Yeah, it's, it's and, all and, and, and we can feel that, you know? Yeah. Um, and just change as well. Like your, your girl's autumnal. Um, right, Scorpio like, King. yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the Colette did my hair this week. Yeah. Oh, we the nice, little like, like nice, copper yeah. flex. I think copper it. flex. I love that. Yeah. Um, so uh, there, there are always many, many, many weird little quirky quips that hairdressers like to say. They like to give hair colors like campy names, and Devin clowns on me because I fucking hate. Uh, they're calling it cowboy copper now because it's just like a natural looking copper and it's gorgeous and I've been doing it forever and now everybody wants cowboy copper so you know what I fucking gave David accidentally on purpose perfect cowboy I'm going to fade like an autumn leaf it's gonna be so delicious and refreshing so delicious decompose (laughs) and become compost Become one with the air. My worms so are Scorpio. doing fantastic. Oh, yeah. We the worms on the left, so much happier than the worms on the right. I don't know why, but, like, every time I open it up, they're all, like, <laughs> like, I can hear them getting after it. But, like, the other worms, they're, like, Scorpio is all about, like, I missed what you said. Transformation. Oh, what did you say? The ones on the left are happy and the ones on the right aren't. Oh, well, yeah. That wasn't on purpose? Yeah, well. Left is best. Brody and slip. Just kidding. Um, what were you saying, Molly? <laughs> huh. 
Oh, that it's oh that you being uh, really into the regeneration process of compost is scorpionic in itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scorpionic. Well, I am great at decomposition. I'm terrible at uh, being a plant dad. Unfortunately, Mm. my mint is deceased. Actually, there are signs of life, but (laughs) it is. Guys, who kills mint? I I killed it. You left it outside. What? You left it outside. Yeah, probably. I think I left for a few days. It got plant rot, and then I was like, oh, I need to spray something Uh, on this, and then I never went to the store. And no, it's just because it was it got it was really root sad, rot because guys. it rained. And you <laughs> I raised it him from a little seedling thing. I was so proud of him. He got so big, and then he just fucking died. And I thought it was so sad. It oh, is sad. Rot, and he just fucking died. How do you stop that from happening? You bring it inside when the seasons change. Oh, <laughs> the season got waterlogged. Oh, it was too hot. Oh, it was. No? It it got too much water in it. Oh, you're totally right. He only lived in water for a while. It's different it once it's in foot soil. You're so persnickety. So crazy. Plants Listen, are crazy things. They are. They, I do not understand Dan that. showed me. Great the, at decomposition. Dan showed me the funniest fucking tweet. And it was like, if I go into a girl's house on a first, like after a first date, and I see that she's got a bunch of fucking plants, it's immediately a green flag because she's willing to mm. uh, care for a bunch of fucking useless things. And so what's one more? They're not useless. They cleanse so the So what's one more? Facts, facts. But mm. yes, that's hysterical. That I, is true, though. Lots of energy output for those babies. And I was like... It screaming. takes a degree to grow a plant. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Or, I can't do it. Or just... Um, or just Colette telling you exactly what to do and when to do it. Well, I learned... It, in the panini, because I had nobody to groom, <laughs> so I needed to take care of something. Yeah. So plants it was. Mm-hmm. And somehow now I have like 70-something. These so. are my these plants are doing better than any other plant I've ever. <laughs> you can take a selfie with the sign at the 10-year party, by the way. Oh, yay. And that's you exciting. Should. You, you should. You should. <laughs> okay. Any, anyways. Hey, Jesus. we'll jump around. We're Gemini moons. We we're, jump around. We we're tangent. We're just jumping around. It's all right. It's not a big deal. <laughs> You're here along for the ride, all right? Mm-hmm. All right. Come on. All let's right. go. All right, Linda. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Do you think Saturn return is more significant than some people than others based on their birth chart mm. or are there other factors that can also play a part? Yeah, definitely think that like, I also think like certain placements like for some individuals like say you're our generation well my generation like saturn and capricorn and you are a capricorn uh pluto's in capricorn right now so you've just endured a sat excuse me oh hi puppers she's you, on camera that's the she best part is? oh good hi sweet bean um her fucking she's tail so cute thumping that's rainier but yes absolutely you're i think i said it earlier but like your placement of your saturn how it's aspecting and dancing with the other planets celestial bodies um want to go say hi to your papa um it makes a big difference yeah so like for instance somebody who's like a capricorn and has a their saturn and capricorn like my generation they're gonna then get hit with another hard transit with pluto so like pluto is in capricorn right now and just like that's the planet of destruction like transformation decomposition so like they'll get hit harder because of the sign that it's in and then they'll get hit again with another transit so yeah or like the people who there's a generation that's saturn in scorpio and they have the south node conjunct their scorpio and south node is shit you need to let go of south node energy is like bye puppers 
yeah, it's just like things you need to leave behind. So if you're trying to do your Saturn, which, is, you know, you want to incorporate that and do the work of that Saturn placement, and it's conjunct something you need to leave behind, it's going to be harder. So I feel bad for those like people who have Saturn in Scorpio and it's conjunct their South Node. For those who speak the language of astrology, South Node's just like, leave it behind, let it go, past life energy. We talked about the South Node in your guys' synastry mm. a little bit. Andrew, sh- yeah. We should go back and listen to the other episodes <laughs> before we listen to this one. I have the notes too from it. I, brought I did actually That's smart. do that. That's Prepared. Smart. Nice. Prepared queen. Yeah, hopefully that answered. But yeah, definitely yeah. makes a difference. See an astrologer if you can, watch some videos online if you can, read some books. Um, on Saturn turns if you can do you have any suggestions or should I just link them um I can give you the links after that might be easier yeah Stephen Forrest is the author that's really palatable like he's good for beginners and he's also like yeah I'll give you the books Mm -hmm. uh how does the Saturn return relate to the concept of fate or destiny yeah. So like, because remember how I mentioned it was like the the one that was furthest, like the farthest out that we can see with the naked eye. Yes. So like the boundaries and limits. So there's like a, it's like the end kind of. So it's like this karmic limit. It teaches us about our limitations. And so in terms of just repeat kind of what you said again, though, just so uh, I'm like, how does it relate to the concept of fate or destiny? Yeah. So when you're dealing with this karmic planet, Saturn, and you are dealing with all these Saturnian cycles, it's going to, whether or not you do that Saturn, whether or not you decide to integrate that energy and work, do the work and work hard, it's going to have a major impact on the trajectory of your life. If you, if you aren't doing that work, if you aren't evaluating like what structures you want to, you know, associate yourself with, what authorities you want to give your power away to, you know? Um, So yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Do you think it's wise that people make big changes during their Saturn return? I uh, I mean, I quit my job of five years during my Saturn return. Okay. Uh, it was it, And Saturn returns are almost like you can't avoid the big decisions sometimes, and sure. they just kind of happen to you. I think that that's a part of the Saturn return is like things are just – they're just going to kind of happen, and you just have to roll with that and try to embody that, um, that really strong, deep – um, archetype that Saturn represents, you know? Hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Do you have any knowledge on how different occult traditions or belief systems view Saturn return? Yeah. I mean, there's, I know that like some people see, like it depends on kind of what lens you look through it. Like it's known as Kronos, like the uh, father time. So like the Greek, I mean, a lot of astrology is based off of like this Greco-Roman influence. So like yeah, there's just a lot of different perceptions, but I don't dive too deep. I kind of stick to the more like Western astrological lens, tropical astrological lens. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got a little lost because you said Kronos and then Father Time. And then I realized that that's what we use at work um, as our like timekeeping thing. They and do Krona. make watches. Yes. And I was Kronos. Like, yeah. No, no, no. Don't they? Not timekeeping thing like that. Like the thing we punch in and out of. It's called Kronos? It's called Kronos. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, Kronos is like the Greek fa- god mm. of time. Like, yeah. That is a fa- very clever company. Yeah, name. definitely. Or like Mercury Coffee makes a lot of sense in this area because Mercury is the messenger spirit and it's also like really um, like chatty and communicative. And so it's all about like, you know, energizing you kind of. That's the one that had the, the little... Um, has a little winged yeah. guy with the flying. Yeah. yeah, he Mercury is known as the messenger spirit that flutters, you know, to and fro like the above and the below. It kind of goes between worlds. So like when I was mentioning he has a Mercury return coming up tomorrow, Mercury moves into Libra, um, which this will be airing later than that. So we'll already be in that energy. But um, that'll be like 
that kind of energy presenting more. Like so there's Mercury return too. You have like Mercury returns, your birthdays, your solar return, that kind of thing. Saturn oh. returns is twenty nine. So yeah, we have all the oh. Venus return, you know, everybody's got it. Like you had how, Venus. On how do how does that like kind of play with is that so is the kind of point here is that Saturn is one of the most powerful forces. So like it kind of takes precedence over the other transits it's, that are taking it's place harder, right? Like it's serious. It's kind of can be for the shadow side of Saturn. It can be like melancholy, depressed, sad. It's like, br- like energetically, it's like Brown and it's even the dullest star like Venus, like shows up in the sky. Mars is super bright and red. You can see it. So like we as our, you know, our, the ancient spirits when they were looking at the stars were like gave that kind of, symbolic correlation to saturn of like oh it's dull it's out there it's the farthest limit um so yeah i mean you absolutely yeah i always i always just go so far my gemini moon just takes me on a tangent away from what you originally asked but uh yeah these saturn's the hardest for sure like venus is yummy and delicious and beautiful and it's your values you know mercury is going to make you maybe want to blog a little bit more or like really get um your kind of administrative stuff down so depending on these and like on your solar return on your birthday like depending on you know what season you're born in like you might feel a little more like leo season like they're just they love to celebrate themselves right they want they shine but um yeah so yeah i I, it's because it's the hardest yeah pluto transits as well are incredibly difficult because they have to do with regeneration and um transformation so that can be tricky so yeah great question how can someone use their Saturn return as an opportunity for transformation and healing Ooh, well Yeah, I mean, those hard times, like, you know, the phrase, no mud, no lotus. It's essentially like, I mean, like you just, if you... I've heard shit like it. Yeah, like if you don't go through the muck, if you don't go... no rain, no flowers. Exactly, yeah. It's like if you can't go through that, like... Or I posted this today. It was like a dahlia, like as you... I saw that. Yeah, as it's blooming, like it contracts down and it comes back up. And that is Saturnian energy. It contracts, like Jupiter's, like expansion. They call them the regulators, Jupiter and Saturn. Jupiter's, like... Yeah, expansion and the Saturnian energy is contraction. You need both. You need sometimes you need to like pull back and be reserved, like Saturnian energy calls you to. Um, and Jupiter is great. Like we love optimism. We love like open energy. We love a little bit of um, that breath and openness that Jupiter brings. But sometimes uh, Rick Levine always says, an astrologer, like too much of a good thing isn't necessarily a good thing. So yeah, Saturn is a uh, is a hard one. But you certainly take things out of whack. That <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, hopefully, yeah, to that answer. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Do, do you feel like you can use other like occult practices for that opportunity for transformation or healing? Yeah. I mean, I think like the visualization I mentioned earlier, yeah. like that, just like that meditative kind of time. I think anytime you can take time to slow and go within yourself is going to help your Saturn return, you know, just like really slowing down. And How does Saturn's re- return affect your sexuality? Ooh, I mean, if you've got Saturn, I do know somebody who has Saturn in their eighth house and I feel like they limit themselves and hinder themselves when it comes to like sex sometimes. Um, eighth house is sex and shared resources. It's scorpionic as well, eighth house. Every sign has an associated house and every sign has an associated planet, by the way. Just a little note there for y'all. but um yeah i mean it depends so like if you're if your saturn is in your eighth like it's gonna impact that area of life that house um more like where's my saturn it's in my first house so it has more to do with like rising into my persona and like really i'm having to work on that like it's hard for me to just like i'm here though what house is my saturn in (laughs) let's see i think it's your let's see 
here. Ooh, yours is also in your first. And it is your Saturn return at five degrees. Right now, today, collectively, Saturn's at one degree of Pisces. So it's within four degrees of your Saturn. So when Saturn is at five degrees of Pisces, you're going to be really feeling it. I could even pull up my ephemeris and tell you the exact day Wild. of like your ex- – and that's when the real magic comes in with astrology is when you can look at the exact – degree like when is your saturn at five degrees of pisces that's the exact day that you're probably going to be feeling a lot of like whoa responsibility a lot of like maybe limitations Mm. maybe a little bit of restriction you know so it's really great to know like what day that is because you can give yourself some grace you can give yourself some space um to really be piscean which your saturn's in pisces so yeah yeah definitely what part of your life does the first house focus on? Uh, the fir- so the first house is um, associated with rising in the east when you're born. So like what's showing up there. So your persona, your identity, it's also like kind of what's driving the ship. So you're a <laughs> cap rising like me, um, which is very responsible. It makes sense that you're a business owner, right? Because you are very, very focused on, uh, by the way, Capricorn rising. Capricorns are ruled by Saturn. So your chart is ruled by Saturn. So it's no wonder you started your business at such a young age, you know? your majesty. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like it's very, like it needs, needs to be hardworking. It needs to, you know, but you, you, it's interesting seeing the difference of our cap risings. Like we're both cap risings with very different people. Um, but there's a, there's almost like a modesty sometimes, which I don't see come across, with yours, like you, I think you have a little more. That Scorpio comes in strong, and you just like the typical modesty with the, that would come in as being a Capricorn rising, which again, Capricorn rising is a Saturnian energy um, because Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. Um, there's more of like a reservation or conservative energy to being a Capricorn rising, but because you have all those placements, uh, placements in the Scorpionic kind of more sexual, more like explorative and free, like you kind of you know show up a little bit more in that way. Where I think I'm a little mm. more like reserved and. Mm in that way sure button-up shirt kind of energy is a yeah, gotcha. yeah but yeah it's also appearance the first house so how you look so mm. you know being fixated on that but mm. yeah there's a lot for you around um persona and how you show up in spiritual service like that's a big part mm. of your identity is being of spiritual service mm. to others no wonder you're a, a wedding dj yeah a wedding <laughs> dj and like a officiant as well like that's um, spiritual yeah, service true, to the true. max i don't yeah. do that for a lot of people we, same. So, I did, yeah. yeah. I officiated a wedding. Oh, one of the protective things I told him was like when he puts on his wedding ring each day to like really – like because that's such a value thing to really um, take that moment as like to f- reflect on like protecting your values was something I told to the men I married. Cool. They're goddesses. I'll have to show you them. They're gods. Elven kings. <gasps> They're so beautiful. I'll show you. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, well, I almost ate the microphone there. That's uh, so cool. Okay, but hold on. Circling back to what you just asked, when you asked about sexuality, did you mean like who you're attracted to sexually? Or I was did just you wondering, just like, like the role is it that affecting it plays. how you fuck? Yeah, I mean, and if you're a Saturn and Scorpio too, I just think of that like Scorpionic energy, or maybe it's maybe your Saturn is conjunct Venus. Like I have a, a client who is Saturn conjunct Venus, and I think they really limit themselves in love because Venus is love and Saturn is restrictions. So there's like and limitations. So I can see like, oh, they really limit themselves there. There's maybe something hindering them. Um, so yeah, like Saturn, who they're like conjunct with or who they're opposing or squaring in your chart is going to make a big difference. Um, and could impact like who you're attracted to, you know, if, like hmm. Venus and Mars are like the planets of love and passion. So yeah, that cool. would, that would pl- g- come into play if you were looking at like the sexual stuff. Okay. Uh, can Saturn return affect a person's psychic or intuitive abilities? Can it like mm. turn it on? I mean, I think for like specifically for those um, who have Saturn in Pisces, because Pisces is such a spiritual 
um, energy that's going to impact them a great deal in that way, in that arena. Like how they're tapping into their intuition is going to be a big thing for Saturn and Pisces placements. Um, I Saturn gets a rap of like, again, like that sky daddy Saturn thing, but it's actually like divinely feminine um, in the fact that it's it can be re- it can just be really um, it can be really yin it can be really internal you know and that internal process is kind of like not in the like the male female but like in the like receptive energy of the feminine that I'm referring to if that makes sense okay yeah but, but yeah I can help you with your psychic psychic abilities I think especially if it's eighth house twelfth house as well like where it is in your chart yeah because I I feel like there's got to be some sort of correlation for at least some people. Mm. Like, why why is this happening now? And perhaps it's about their sudden return and they just didn't even know it. Yeah. Spirituality-wise, I would look at uh, Neptune, the planet of spirituality, fantasy, and illusions for that kind of thing as well. But um, yeah, Saturn could be attached depending on where it is and what sign it's in, for sure. Cool. Can it relate to other major life transitions like a midlife crisis or menopause? Yeah, definitely. Like the 50, kind of like 54 as well. Like, yeah, is like your second Saturn return. Okay. So absolutely. Yeah. Is it stronger, weaker, or equal the second time? Mm, I would say, I mean, I've never experienced it. So I, you know, I always like to like experience the transits before I speak into them too much, but uh, yeah, I would say it just depends on how, what the other trans, like what the other celestial bodies are doing when that is happening to you. It could be easier. It's not like an identical circumstance. Yeah, it's so personal, right? Astrology is, I think that we have, unfortunately, like it's, astrology is really like broadened and isn't as personal as it could be. And the real gold is like in looking at those exact, like those exact degrees that I was mentioning before. So, but yeah, you, yeah, you can definitely, there's so much to learn. Through Saturn return, yeah. All right. And last question. Oh, yeah. How has the occult helped you understand and cope with the mental and emotional challenges that uh, you have faced during your Saturn return? And what advice would you give to others going through this experience? Advice for your Saturn return. And what did I do during mine? I I look back and I just kind of... uh, I feel like it was like a big explosion of things that I knew I just couldn't deal with. Authorities I couldn't deal with anymore. Um, and they just became really clear that I couldn't give away my power anymore. Um, and so if you're going through your Saturn return or you're integrating it, like 33 is like the integration of your Saturn return, I would say just be really gentle with yourself because when you're in a Saturn return or you're integrating it, like that's the last thing you want to do is just be really tough on yourself. You want to have some grace because Saturn really calls you to step into being gracious with yourself and being gracious with others. So just breathe, meditate, really surround yourself with that psychic protection. Like we were talking about before, whether it's like a bubble or a physical structure, like I think that just visualization can be really key. And, um, and that also like Saturn, it's really interesting, like Saturn and Pisces right now, collectively that we're experiencing, I heard this on a TikTok, so this is not from me. I don't know who it was, but they talked, you might've seen it. They talked about how like with an oven or a fridge, when it comes to boundaries, which is a Saturnian thing, very much so, um, they have like these soft cushions along the edges of the, of the like microwaves or your dishwasher or whatever, or even your um, laundry and dryer. And it's to say that like having those soft edges can actually help you secure those boundaries better. So just being gentle again with yourself and others and just having grace during those Saturn returns. Cool. Makes a better seal. Yeah, it does. It really does. It helped. It'll help seal you off to protection. Cause I feel like Saturn can make you harden, you know, 
you don't want that be gentle have grace all right well that brings us to the end and as always you can find us on social at the coco show pod or the show.com to listen to all episodes and buy merch email me your you fucking haws and topic suggestions to the coco show pod at gmail.com and as always we will see you next tuesday, tuesday. bye, bye. <laughs>